This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Michael Breed is the host of Course Record with Michael Breed. Airs Monday nights at 7 on the CBS Sports Network. Also the host of A New Breed of Golf on the PGA Tour Network on Sirius XM Radio. It is a pleasure to welcome Michael Breed back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, my friend? I couldn't be any better, John. So uh, so grateful to have the opportunity to spend a few minutes and chat golf with you. It's always fun. Okay, all right. Here's what we're doing. Uh, let's go. We'll start with some rapid-fire teaching questions. Rapid, okay. Rapid-fire teaching questions. How does John Rahm hit it so far with that short backswing? Um, this is an easy one, hard one to teach. Have you seen the size of that guy's legs? I mean, that guy is, he's a bull. He is a strong man. And what he does is he evaluates his body. He and his team evaluate his body every Monday of every week. So how does he do what he does? He, he, his body is, it's a Lamborghini. It's as in, it's in the greatest condition it can possibly be in. So that's one of the ways. The second way, which your, your listeners can definitely benefit from, is he hits the ball in the center of the club face. And the easiest way to, to create more distance without swinging any harder is center the contact. When you can center the contact in the, and, and do it consistently, you will, you will increase your distance. You'll increase your ball speed. Club head speed is one thing. Ball speed is another thing. So swinging fast if you can't hit it in the center of the face, you're not going to hit it farther. But when you can hit it in the center of the face, now all of a sudden your club head speed will, it will increase, not because it, the club's going faster, but because the ball will go faster. So your distance will increase. All right. What kind of, what kind of car is your body? Sorry? What kind of car is your body? Um, I would say it is, uh, that's a good one. Um, it's, it's definitely in the shop. Right now okay. it's in the shop. All right. we're, going, I, I... we're getting new tires, we're doing <laughs> some things, but when it comes out, I think it's going to be a nice throwback to a 66 Mustang. That's I like what to, I think it is. I like to think of myself as a VW bus, Michael. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. Number two, explain Scotty Scheffler's footwork. Well, look, you're, you are clearly aware of... Um, this thing, ground forces, that, that people have been talking about now for a little while. Mm-hmm. And what Scotty does, what you see in Scotty's motion is a guy that's using the ground in a specific way. But also, too, his golf swing is a swing for a certain shot shape. So if you look at Scotty Scheffler, and, and, and go back to, to Masters, every time Scotty, not every time, but most times Scotty had to turn the ball from right to left, where there was penalty of uh, uh you know, on the left-hand side. And I think about the 13th tee shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time he stood on hole number 13, the, the, he, he wasn't, he was not, he never made a comfortable motion. Mm. And Scotty's swing is designed to move the ball from left to right. And we think about that golf course, and you think about the players that have had great success there, Woods and Nicholas. For the most part, that shot is a left-to-right shot shape. It's a higher golf shot, and that's what Scotty plays. And so he's hitting the ball high, he's hitting the ball left to right, and that's what his footwork indicates. You mentioned the Masters. Are you sorry to see them have to back up 13-T? Um, no, I'm not, and I'll tell you why. I think, I think it's a statement of evolution, 
And everybody talks about, you know, the, the golf ball going too far or the equipment being too easy. But what people don't know is the training that has taken place, the wisdom of the golf coach. I talked to Lee Trevino not long ago, and I would recommend if you can get Lee on your show, get him and ask him that question, and he will tell you exactly the same thing that I'm going to share with you. And that is the greatest evolution in the game of golf has been the wisdom of the coach. What we know now, you know, we used to think about, well, these are the ways that we think about hitting the ball farther. Right back to when I was teaching, when I first started teaching in the late 80s, I just wanted people to turn more because the, the club would go farther. And if the club went farther, then it would have a chance to go faster. And if it could do that, then the ball would go farther. And while that was true, there was a limiter. But now what we realize is, well, if you train properly, you eat properly, you do this properly, and then you use this launch monitor effectively, and you use this, um, th- these force plates correctly, now all of a sudden we're going to see increases in speed. And that's what these players have done. And the model has changed. We grew up uh, with a model of hit the ball on the fairway. And now that is of all the statistics that are kept on the PGA Tour, of which there are hundreds. The, 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 the one statistic that players don't really pay a whole lot of attention to is driving accuracy. It's clubhead speed, and that's what it is. And when you have high clubhead speed, you now can hit the ball higher, hit the ball farther, and eliminate shots. And so if you think about the evolution of the game of golf, yeah, equipment has gotten better. Yeah, agronomy has gotten better. Yeah, everything's gotten better. The player has gotten better. The player has gotten bigger. The player has gotten faster. The player is getting trained better. The equipment that's, that's being used is, is better as far as launch monitors and simulators. All of that has gotten a whole lot, but like all of it's gotten better. But what has gotten better is knowledge. And the knowledge of the coach and the knowledge of the agronomy and the knowledge of the equipment has gotten better. And there was a time where everything was about pretty. We made pretty golf swings, and there are, there are golf swings that are, and, and we gravitate to the swings that look cute to us. We gravitate to an Adam Scott golf swing. We, we look at a swing of Jim Furyk's and we go, well, I, that's not necessarily the swing that I would like to, to model my swing after. But the fact of the matter is, is that there are efficient golf swings, there are effective golf swings. And the efficient golf swing now is how do we generate more club head speed? What are the things that we have to do? Where does the club need to be in certain places to go faster? And we know all that now. We don't think that. We know it. And I think that's one of the reasons why the T is being moved back on 13, because all of it together, and, and it speaks to progress. And I love progress. We're talking with Michael Breed here on the Augusta Golf Show. All right, one more rapid-fire question. Why does Rory struggle with his wedges? Um, you know, that's a, that's a question that I think will, will keep us all up at night. But I think the main reason why Rory struggles with his wedges, in my opinion, is one of the main reasons why he's such a great driver of the golf ball. And when you... When you have the club coming from the inside the way Rory does, it tends to um, it tends to create a very upward uh, trajectory of a shot. And what we know is the best wedge players have low shots in their in their the, the 
the trajectory is low. The launch angle is under 30. Um, the trajectory is low. Now, what I will tell you is, is that Rory has gotten a whole lot better with his wedge play. It's, it's, it has improved, and his iron play has improved, and he is, he's improved. He is a, I think this coming Masters will be Rory's best chance if he continues this form that he has and he continues this confidence that he has. This is his best chance to, to win at Augusta. Uh, you were the first, I heard, to really talk about this in detail. Talk to the recreational golfer that's listening right now, this morning, Michael. Tell him or her why they should be paying more attention to the speed of their putt as opposed to the line of their putt. Because the speed of the putt is the predictor of the line. If I hit a ball that is um, going to carry past the hole by three feet, that I have to play a line that is totally different than if I'm going to hit a shot like a Ben Crenshaw where the ball is going to drip into the hole. That's going to be maximum break. And so at Augusta, that's why you see guys that have that dying speed have such success. Larry Mize comes to mind. Ben Crenshaw comes to mind. Um, those players that, that are dying that ball, that are letting the ball drip into the hole, which is you know what you see from Tiger Woods and his success. Nicholas putted the same way. You don't see that, that slam speed. That's why when I watch Jordan Spieth and why Jordan Spieth has such success at, at Augusta National, the speed is a dying speed. And when you play die speed, you play maximum break. And when you play maximum break, all of a sudden now, now your your imagination comes in. That's why that's why Bubba Watson has had such success. But the other reason um, why I think speed is so important is it it makes the hole bigger. So we've run tests on this. If I hit a putt where the ball is rolling past the hole three to four feet, the hole shrinks from four and a quarter inches to right around three inches. And if you went out onto a golf course and had a three-inch hole, you wouldn't play the golf course. And the truth of the matter is that individuals, you, me, and everybody listening to the show, we control the size of the hole. And we control the size of the hole by the speed that we hit the putt at. And so you will, by definition, make more putts into a hole that is four and a quarter inches than a hole that's three inches. It's just the way it is. And so if, if you know that, then why wouldn't you want to make the hole as big as you can? And the way you do that is paying close attention to the speed that you're hitting the putt at, because the speed that you hit the putt at will maximize the hole or minimize the hole. I love that. Um, two, quick, two quick things. Okay. What's the best tip you've ever gotten about your game? Um, well, so this is... I'm partial to this because this came from my dad, and it's my favorite tip um, because it was his tip, but also because it's universal in in its application. And that is the speed that the club moves away from the golf ball should always feel like you are doing it in a bottle of shampoo. There's a there's a slowness that takes place in the backswing, an unrushed, patient move away from the golf ball, that is an advantage. It's an advantage for me. It's an advantage for everybody. And, and, and when you start, when you get yourself moving, now I don't want it to move at, at a completely slow speed, but what I do want it to move at is 
at an unrushed speed, an unhurried speed. And when you do that, now all of a sudden, your transition will be better because when you move at that slower pace, your instinct right away is to start the downswing with the lower body, which is a, a must that, that um, in order for us to be consistent and in order for us to be able to um, generate the speed that we want to generate as the club comes into the ball. And so what I would say is, is that my favorite for me and for all is to have an unrushed move away from the golf ball with the, with the club. Your dad might be a part of this answer. Tell me the best day you've ever had on a golf course. Oh, uh, you know what? You are right. Um, and I have enjoyed some great days. I've had the luxury of playing golf many, many times at Augusta National. I've had the luxury of playing golf with um, very, very sort of um, uh, impactful people in the world. Uh, people that are Tiger Woods um, is a guy I've, I've played golf with. But you're right. Uh, the 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 most memorable days of my life are playing golf with my dad and my family. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. So when I play golf with my dad, my mom, and one of my siblings, that's that's also tremendous. And then, frankly, the days that I play golf with my wife and my my two boys, which I love those days. And I know that there's a limit to the to the number of days that I'm going to have like that. And and I don't let them go unnoticed. So I I love those days as well. He is Michael Breed, host of Course Record with Michael Breed, CBS Sports Network, Monday nights at 7. Always thank you for saying yes to these, Michael. Thank you. My friend, I I look, I I love being on your show. I think your your, uh, preparation for your shows and your questions that you ask are, um, honestly, some of the best in the business. And I will always say yes to you whenever you ask. So thank you for the ask and thank you for your talent. We all in golf appreciate it.